Hello, and welcome to episode 40? Who knows? I don't know. I'm just recording these things. Episode 40 of Arrow, Chapter and Verse. And we're talking about Arrow, Season 5, Episode 8, Invasion. Uh, hopefully, all of the Invasion crossover episodes are called Invasion. So that's, um, I guess, just to keep it straight. So, uh, basically, Oliver, Thea, Sarah, uh, Dig and uh, Ray Palmer have been black mercied by the Dominators. They're in a sort of a shared um, uh, surreal, well, not surreal, uh, they're, in a, they're in a shared, uh, basically, uh, net environment. Uh, it's, you know, like uh, all of what Cyberpunk told us that online was going to look like and whatnot. It's, it's, it's basically a shared reality, right? Um, and I don't... <laughs> I don't want to go over too much of the shared reality, so this is going to be a pretty short episode because the shared reality is, you know, it's it's always what happens when a superhero is in a shared reality, right? Uh, or a shared false reality. Something's wrong. This isn't right. I have to figure out what is right. Now I have to get out of this thing. Where do I go to get out of this thing? So there's, there's a bunch of that. Um, I will say that because of the... Uh, I guess, time restrictions of the episode, they don't spend a whole lot of time on that. Basically, once somebody figures out that something's not right, then they're like, okay, something's not right. Now i got to go find uh, the other um, the other four people who know it's not right and fix it. Uh, basically, the reality is super nice. The Dominators have gone ahead and created a reality where uh, Oliver's not the Green Arrow. He's getting married to Laurel, who's still alive. Uh, Quentin appears to be not an alcoholic. Uh, Oliver's parents are still alive. Tommy's still alive. Tommy Merlin's still alive. He's a doctor, uh, and everybody's cool and copacetic, and there's there's no hint of anything like The Undertaking or uh, the League of Assassins or anything like that. And, of course, Oliver knows that this isn't right. So he and Sarah and Ray and Diggle... Well, okay, back up a little bit. Oliver and his dad are walking down an alley. Uh, a, a cut purse, uh, a... Uh, miscreant approaches them and sticks them up and asks for their uh, wallets and watches. Uh, Oliver steps forward and, you know, is like refusing to do that and being heroic. And then who should show up to save them but the Green Arrow. And then now Oliver is obsessed with the Green Arrow, so he goes to try to find the Green Arrow and he has a half-remembered... Uh, he half remembers that his old campaign headquarters had a, a secret entrance. And like they they have a bunch of layers at this point, and you know, I mean, people just walk into them, and it's kind of a running joke that if you're a good guy, your your sanctum is uh, penetrable by just about everybody. But I mean, Oliver, I mean, geez, I'm surprised nobody finds him. But he manages to activate the secret elevator, and he goes down to the lair. And who should he find there but Felicity and John Diggle, who in this Shared reality is the green arrow for some reason. Uh, just, I guess, that the Dominators didn't want to give him a particularly nice uh, uh, life, which is weird because they could have just given him, you know, Lila and John Jr. and Sarah if they really wanted to. So that's how Oliver figures out that things are really wrong. Uh, and he and John. You know, John blows him off at first, and then John comes to visit him at his mansion, and there's a big, like, pre-engagement. There's a, he's having a bunch of engagement parties, like, there's, he missed the rehearsal dinner, but there's a party the night before uh, they get married as well, or maybe it's, it's hard to tell uh, whether it's their wedding or whether it's another party, because, you know, Laurel's wearing the white dress, but nobody, like, makes him, anyone say I do or anything like that. 
So, uh, Ray Palmer's at the party because he's a business associate of uh, Oliver's dad. So here's the thing. Now, I think uh, this happened because the Dominators cheaped out on their their black mercying. If you'd put everyone in a separate reality and just had, you know, programs or robots or whatever of the other people, um, then I think, I think you could have gotten away with it. But if you put everybody in the same shared reality, then, you know, obviously they're going to get together and figure out that things are wrong. So, you know, that's, that's on the dominators there for doing that. They, they cheaped out. Um, uh, lesson to any bad guys who have that sort of weird, uh, technology, uh, if you've got a bunch of heroes, make sure they're each in their own separate reality, and uh, that way they can't uh, they can't help each other. So there's that. Um, they try to get, Thea wants to stay. She's having a good time. She still owns Verdant. Uh, you know, Malcolm's not being psychotic. Uh, Tommy's still alive. Laurel's still alive. She's you know she doesn't want to leave. She's having a good time. So the other four leave the party, and Oliver is just in the middle of saying, I'm sure they're going to have some kind of constructs that are going to prevent us from getting out of here, and they are confronted by, well, he's hit by an arrow, shot, of course, by Malcolm Merlin, and there's Deathstroke, and there's uh, Dominic Dark, Dominic Dark, uh, Damien Dark, and a few Hive goons, um, because, you know, there have only been four seasons thus far, and, uh, you know, Rachel Gould doesn't show up. I'm kind of surprised. Kind of surprised he's not there, but... Um, you know, they need to have some people for everyone to fight. And just as, you know, Oliver's getting everybody ready, you know, they've lined up and the other people have lined up and they're about to start charging and fighting each other. Thea shows up and is like, I couldn't, like I said, I couldn't leave my family for a second time because somehow she thought about it in like five minutes. I was like, you know what? Oliver's right. This fake awesome reality is really terrible and I shouldn't stay here because it's fake and I'm going to go help them fight. So that's what she does. Uh, and it's Thea versus Malcolm, uh, Ollie versus, uh, Deathstroke, um, White Canary versus, uh, uh, Damien Dark, and then, uh, John, uh, and Ray get to fight some of the Hive goons. Uh, Ray's not having a good time with the Hive goons. John, in fact, gets shot, and it's, it's psychosomatic. They, uh, well, at the end of the episode, they take him to, well, I'll, I'll get to that, but, uh, you know, He's not feeling too good, but everybody else is defeated pretty handily, and uh, there's a kind of a cool scene where Thea takes Malcolm's bow, shoots an arrow, Sarah catches it and plunges it into the stomach of Damien Dark, killing him uh, the same way that he killed Laurel. So there's a nice, I guess that's closure. Uh, they head to uh, Smoke Technologies, which is where they're like, well, there shouldn't be Smoke Technologies. Uh, Palmer Tech is fine. Queen Consolidate is fine, but not Smoke Technologies. Whatever. So they figure out that that's where the portal is. They go through the portal and they all wake up in the Dominator ship. Now, um, we'll cut away from them for a second. Team Arrow plus Cisco has been trying to figure out what's going on and where everybody is. And I don't know why, like, nobody thought of beaming up because, you know, they're all a bunch of nerds, but that's what happened. So they have a piece of Dominator technology that Cisco swiped and they try to communicate with it with earth technology and that makes it blow up so then they have to go get a regulator that i don't know palmer tech developed or cord developed or somebody developed that's uh was stolen by somebody we've never seen before uh, and may never see again 
but she's all decked out in cyber gear and they're going to go get her. And there's a minute where wild dog's like, dude, I totally hate powers. I think metahumans are all terrible. And then he goes and tries to fight cyber woman and he gets his clock cleaned until the flash and Supergirl show up and clean cyber woman's clock. And then he's like, you know what? If there's going to be powers, I'm, I'm glad that people like you were there to protect us or something like that. Um, and they take the regulator and the regulators mount up. Uh, it's a clear black night, a clear, White Moon, Warren G was on the streets. I'm sorry, that was a flashback from the 90s. Um, so they uh, they take uh, they take the regulator. They go back to um, the the base, and they they're like, well, I you know I plug the regulator into the thing and turn the whatnot on, but all I can get is this weird and it looks like matrixy like stuff on the screen except it's yellow like yellow characters floating and uh like down uh, up and down vertical columns and being you know uh, brighter at some points and dimmer at some points that's that's more or less what it looks like and then Rory takes a look at it and says it is a Hebrew word which I he said a few times and I somehow managed to miss and Felicity looks at it and was like why didn't I think of that uh, and then with that, they're able to figure out what the Dominators are saying, or they're at least able to figure out where everybody is and tap into the Dominator technology. Now, there is some talk about, wait, so this is based on the Old Testament? Rory's like, well, you were looking for proof of, uh, you know, deity or something like that. Um, I am a little, a uh, little bit uh, not necessarily happy that the the alien invaders are using hebrew uh just because that that uh that sails pretty close to some um uh anti-semitic stuff right they're here to conquer and take over the world and you, you can't you know they're weird looking and it's it's just uh, I mean, I get they had to do something, but it, couldn't it have been like it's the Fibonacci sequence or some sort of sciencey thing like that that's not associated with a particular culture? Um, would have been interesting if they're like, oh, actually, this is Gaelic. Maybe they're the fairies, uh, something like that. But uh, no, apparently, uh, apparently Hebrew and the Dominator language have some numerology stuff in common. And uh, yeah, so uh, that's when the team on the ground figures out that our five missing heroes are actually in a spaceship. Our five missing heroes have figured that out because luckily right next to their, uh, where they were being held in the uh, Black Mercy chairs, there's a a, a, a port, uh, a window through which they can see space. So Ray's like, we're going to go this way because there are universal elements of design no matter what happens. So uh, they do that. And um, then... Uh, they run into a bunch of Dominators, and they're like, whoops, this is a problem. Ollie pulls what turns out to be a gun off the wall and starts shooting at them with it. Because I guess if you're a Dominator, you keep guns on the walls in case you need to pull them off and start shooting at people. But, you know, I guess lucky for the heroes. And they run down a hallway, and it turns out to be uh, the hallway into the hangar bay. And they all jump into a spaceship, and they're like, well, I hope somebody can fly it. Nobody knows what to do. Thea presses a thing, all of what look like the control panels come closer to everybody, and they drop out of the ship, except they don't drop. They're somehow shot, like, through a chute out of the ship, because otherwise it wouldn't make any sense. You can't 
you can't drop something in space. It just floats. You've got to have some force behind it to make it go. But however they get out, they get out of the ship. They're flying somewhere. Earth doesn't appear anywhere in during this flying thing. So who knows? And then, of course, a swarm of these ships goes after them. And, uh, you know, uh, Diggle somehow intuits that there's incoming fire from the Dominators. I'm going to assume that they perhaps have implanted some sort of technology in him. Uh, we will see, I suppose, in the next episode. Uh, but he, he knows ahead of time that there's incoming and people are firing at them and the sh tiny ship has shields and it's okay. And then three Dominator ships uh, sort of connect and make this weird red triangle of light and they're really going to blast something until, wouldn't you know it, the Wave Rider shows up. And the Wave Rider uh, gets him in a tractor beam and pulls them into its hangar bay. I mean, I, I thought the Wave Rider was relatively small, but I guess not. It can put a, could fit another ship inside it, so it does that, and they're greeted by Nate, but not Amaya, because we had the money to put another white guy in this thing, but not the money to put a black woman in the same episode, so looking at you, Arrowverse, could have been Amaya, didn't have to meet Nate. So, uh, they, that's, uh, this is the point in which, um, Sarah takes a dig to Gideon to get patched up for the weird psychosomatic wound he got when he got shot in the uh, fake universe. And um, everybody else goes to sort of the main area, the, the control center, the bridge, if you will, of the ship. And Ray pronounces phonetically something that he heard the Dominator speak, and Gideon translates it to something like, the weapon is nearing completion, and they're like, what weapon? And nobody knows what weapon, but the last thing we see, ominously, is the Dominator mothership headed to Earth. And I can confirm, having looked very closely, there are no gold Daytons on this mothership, so, you know, it's, um, it's missing a little style element. Alright, so that's going to be it for this episode of Arrow, Chapter and Verse, as always. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you're having a good day, and I will see you next time.